Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful.com podcast, August 9th edition, post-Smackdown, brought to you by DraftBeast.com and on it. Go to our podcast page at Fightful.com, click on any of our episodes, click that on it link, open up just a world of awesome sales. I love everything from their workout equipment to their supplements, uh, both for athletic performance, mental performance, all kinds of stuff. Also, their apparel, fantastic stuff. Highly encourage you guys to check that out. I am joined tonight by Jeff Hawkins. Jeff, how are you? Doing well. How are you? I'm splendid. Jeff Hawkins of Shake Them Ropes. I should. You are looking. You are looking patriotic today. I look patriotic every day, Jeff. It's my gimmick during the Olympics. I'll just stand people. Hold on. Let let them see. I I went with a regular flag tonight. (laughs) I am. You know, very patriotic during during the Olympics. Let's let's check the medal count real quick. While while you do that, Michael Phelps, greatest Olympian ever. Yeah, yeah, probably, probably. Um, Twenty four medals for the U.S., eight gold, tied with China for the most gold. So, super cool. Either way, we have SmackDown. Mm-hmm. This show, even though it's you know not the greatest show in the world, much more digestible than Monday Night Raw. Oh, by a country mile. This is the equivalent of a moving pieces show on an, on another televised drama, say a Game of Thrones, where nothing really happens, but they're starting to get all the pieces in place to get something big to happen. The show is, was not spectacular by any means, but it did what it had to do. That's how I'd describe it. Oh, Rob and I had some people kind of upset that we were so down on Raw last night. And my response to that is, if if, if it's a sucky show, we're going to treat it like it's a sucky show. Now, granted, not everything on the show will suck. Last night, it, it was pretty bad. But, I mean, our jobs here are to be objective about this stuff, give you our analysis, break it down, have a little fun. If I happen to know anything that happened backstage, I'll relay that. But we, if you all want us to gloss it over, eh. Uh, the most shocking the show hold on. for you. 
Uh, the most shocking part of that Raw was the fact that Vince wasn't on site because that was, that played to every single strength he had on that thing. I mean, yeah. you know, bad comedy, the, the Braun Strowman love fest continues for a third week without going anywhere. No, that was all of Vince's bad instincts right there on TV. So, And it just dragged. That show dragged and it was choppy and illogical. No, I, I, there's no reason to apologize for that opinion. Speaking of going in on things, Jeff and I may dedicate five to ten minutes of this show later to Suicide Squad. <laughs> oh, I don't. What was worse, Raw or Suicide Squad? I'll have to say Raw. I will have to say Raw because yeah. I at least enjoyed a couple of the characters on Suicide Squad. But we'll get to that later. Yeah, we'll get okay. to that much later. Okay. Um, where I can't even remember where SmackDown started. I'm trying to look here. Okay. We get a look back at last week's show with Ziggler and Rowan taking out, or uh, when uh, I lost my train of thought. Wyatt and Rowan <laughs> took as is tradition. The show, come on, man! As is tradition. As is tradition. When Wyatt and Rowan took out Ziggler, Wyatt wanted to make something clear. He did not fall to Dolph Ziggler last week. He's he's taking the uh, the method I like to take. I didn't lose. That didn't happen. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with that. Uh, he, he, may, he reiterates that it's uh, his show, yada, yada. Either way, this entire opening segment led to a tag team match. The One of the things that WWE likes to do, the can the pay-per-view opponents coexist angle. Dolph Ziggler, Dean Ambrose against Bray Wyatt and Eric Rowan. Eric Rowan and Bray Wyatt, who on the little graphic were referred to as the Wyatt family. So I guess it just takes two of them to make a family. Yeah, we called this last week at the end at the end of the show that this is probably going to be the uh, the main event for the show. Yeah, oh, it's paint by numbers, mm-hmm. and, and I hate that it's paint by numbers because it really shouldn't be if they're trying to. Boy, with those rat raw ratings last night, which we will also talk about, can't be paint by numbers. Do you? I'll ask you. Do you think that this show will do better numbers than last night's raw? No. Because I think the Olympics are good. Because that that Phelps draw was was just something. So I I think the Olympics are going to be killing. Uh, it's going to be killing this whole week. Yeah, people under underestimate the Olympics. Twenty eight million people. It's as, not as, just the it's not just the Olympics. It's the Olympics in America when the U.S. has a good team, and and in the strong like when 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 the glamour sports are delivering when when the U.S. gymnastics team is the best, when the U.S. swim team is really raking up gold, and that's what they're doing right now. I mean, women, as a demographic, love gymnastics and they love swimming. Those are the two glamour sports. They teased uh, some dissension between Ziggler and Ambrose, as they should. They're facing each mm-hmm. other to show. Ziggler super kicked Ambrose. Ambrose said that uh, that he didn't think that that was an accident. You know. Now, now we'll, we'll talk about this since, since it's topical. Did you watch the Steve Austin podcast last night? Uh, I listened to it, but yeah. I thought I, – I had a couple of, of thoughts regarding this. That was pretty much how I've always heard Dean Ambrose, but he didn't want to play the game, the podcast game. He did not want to answer anything about his personal life, really. And that that's kind of understandable. He's always really been like that, a really protective person, things of that nature, but – Steve Austin was trying to do his job and go in. Dean Ambrose didn't really want to do his job, but 
I feel like once the once Steve Austin realized that he he wasn't giving up, he kept going. What what were your feelings about that podcast last night? You remember when they had Marshawn Lynch of the Seahawks having to speak to the media when he says, I'm only here so I won't get fined? Yeah. This was the wrestling equivalent. Because, look, if you're not going to play the game, don't go on the podcast. Period. This was WWE trying to trout him out as a champion. And, hey, people will get to know the champion better. And he says interesting things, so he'll say interesting things on this. And, oh, look, he's the new Steve Austin. He'll be, you know, they were trying to make that dichotomy work. You know, I I like Dean. I have no problem with you being a guarded individual about your private life. I have no qualms about that. Um, I have, you know, I took umbrage with Steve going after Dean for standing up for himself. And as someone else made a very good point, oh, really? You mean the same thing that got Joey Styles fired earlier in the week? Yeah. That? You know, it's such a weird company to begin with that you don't want to step on any toes. But overall, you know what? Dean was okay, but, you know, you just kind of had to tune out after a while because he wasn't going to say anything terribly revealing or interesting. It's so funny because we always get the excuse of publicly traded company for this, this, this. But some of their firings are puzzling from the Del Rio thing. I mean, he slapped a guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but the reason that he slapped a guy, it's like I wonder if if more mainstream websites would have got a hold of that information, how that could have been portrayed and pulled off. Uh, Joey Styles fired as an independent contractor for just speaking his opinion. Hold on, was he? Hold on, was, I don't think he was an independent contractor. He was executive vice oh, yeah, president. He, okay, you're right. You're right. Sorry, he was he was an employee. But we've yeah. we've seen situations where independent contractors are fired for voicing their opinions on some things. Right. It's a really weird situation, and for for all the talk of well, they have to to appeal to their 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 publicly traded company and yada yada. It's weird the way that some things go. The fact that Joey Styles could have been fired for that. Not only that, he was a company guy for his 10-year run, with the exception of a work shoot promo. But he was constantly defending some pretty terrible decisions from WWE on his personal Twitter account. Well, not just that. He was just echoing what Daniel Bryan had said the previous week on, on Talking Smack. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it was really a, a non-factor, but of course, because this is a new thing, anything derogatory is going to be seen as, you know, trashing the new ideas. And and look, in terms of him being an employee, it's still at-will employ, employment in the U.S. in many states, um, which means they can fire you without cause, and that's pretty much what happened here. Yeah, either way, you know, I, I had said – that I would be surprised if Dean Ambrose was world champion in a month. I've kind of backed off of that statement. I don't know that it was as it, it was a little bit both. You know, it was it was Austin and it was Ambrose. I don't know. Do you, do, uh, yeah, no, definitely. And Steve, you know, I I find his interviewing technique. I I, I have a hard time listening to him because it always feels like he's sort of in gimmick when he's asking that he's not that well prepared overall in terms of unless it's on wikipedia and it's like almost the guest is always uncomfortable 
kind of waiting for the question to come out. And and the first job of an interviewer is to make your guest comfortable so that they will open up. Even if it is an attack interview of some kind, you're there to lull them into a sense of security so that they do open up a bit and, and are personable and will talk to you and have an interesting conversation. Uh, that just didn't happen here. As we get into uh, SmackDown, before we get into SmackDown, rather, I'll tell you, go to Fightful.com. I know a lot of you watch the show on YouTube. Always helps us out more if you watch it on Fightful.com. We have a lot of stuff for our registered members, absolutely free. It will never cost you anything, no credit card, anything like that. I have an exclusive interview with Chael Sonnen Up where we talk about USADA, about CM Punk not being able to walk him out to the cage a few years ago, about CM Punk's training, about uh, I asked him if he and Dan Henderson – conspired against John Jones a few years ago. That was a very entertaining answer. Also this week, hmm. he's my guest on Wikipedia, True or False. We uncover some, some stuff there. You're going to get exclusive financial analysis from Brandon Howard. You'll get access to our growing forums that are going on there. Also, guys, if you all don't participate in our, our Monday Night Raw, SmackDown, NXT, UFC live viewing parties, do so. We have the Discuss forums that are uh, on the page now, very user-friendly. But uh, shows like our Vince Russo show, we had a lot of people that were upset that, that they weren't put on YouTube the day of. We unlist those, and they are available early for our members only uh, for about four or five days. Then we put them up on YouTube. But, yeah, go sign up. We have over, I think, 1,300 members in just our first week of having the forums. So sign up for that. You'll get absolutely free access to all that stuff early. It'll never cost you a dime, anything of that nature. Also, check out our growing boxing section, guys. Darren Doyle and uh, Carlos Toro are doing awesome work on that boxing section. That ain't my thing, the boxing. I'll cover it, but not my forte, so those two guys handle it pretty well. Jeff, I got told to stick to wrestling today, or yesterday. Mm-hmm. I've, covered M- I've covered MMA longer than wrestling. Uh, you and Rob went into a few tangents yesterday. Yeah, well, I mean, this was about... I can't remember what it was about. Probably, I think it was the Matt Riddle thing. You saw Matt Riddle playing Dan Hardy like a fiddle, right? Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, the art of the work Matt Riddle has perfected that guy. Matt, and, and, and just to stick to pro wrestling, I've seen Matt Riddle live now a couple times. He He's the real deal. He has oh, so yeah. much potential. I can't wait. And I hope he ends up in a bigger company soon. Do, do you remember that post-UFC 149 promo he did on the entire country? of uh england <laughs> it was vaguely the, vaguely but yes oh it was the best damn ufc promo i've ever heard guys it's up on the site under our mma and wrestling sections i have an article about matt riddle and dan hardy there he didn't mean to cut like cut into this country that much it is a must watch it's great stuff i'll probably repost it at some time this week but yeah lots of good stuff there uh Lots of, you're going to get a lot of content at Fightful.com. We've already got a lot of exclusive information like backstage news up under our exclusives on wrestling and MMA. So go check that out. We're bringing you uh, Olympic boxing results. Uh, the trailer for the new CM Punk documentary is out. Did you see that, Jeff? I've seen, I've seen photos from it. I have the video link saved so I can watch it later, but I haven't had time to see it. But uh, it looks like uh, CM Punk doesn't throw the most – crisp punches in the world let's put it that way well we don't know when that footage was taken so i'll say that fair as always guys also subscribe to our youtube page leave a thumbs up on this video okay back to smackdown american alpha 
They faced Mike Vega and Mikey O'Shea. Fun mm-hmm. fact, the bigger guy, I wore that same singlet in my second match ever, although I did not fill it out in the same manner that that dude did. He was a big fella. Yeah, the smaller guy is has a Russian name here on the California Indies. I can't remember the name, though, right offhand, but uh, that was not the name that I know him by. But I'll see if I can find it here real quick. Well, American Alpha won. The Vaude Villains, uh, the Ascension, and the Hype Bros all came out, and there was a brawl. Oh, yeah, my they, they, God. The, the entire NXT tag team division from early 2015 decided to make an appearance on this show and, and show you just how much depth there is in this tag team division right now without um, the Usos or anybody else. American Alpha and six absolute donkeys out there. <laughs> it's funny because I got a lot of people that were, were sending me that that hottest free agent list, and – there were people saying, can you believe Crime Time's on here? And I said, well, if Crime Time is on SmackDown, they're number two on the depth chart already. Like, no, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You have the Usos and you have Brizongo still who didn't. Oh, I think, I think Crime Time is right up there with the Usos. I really do. Unless the Usos go heel, then they're absolutely number two. Without a doubt. And but what- the Usos, as they stand, ooh. They crime time would be above them just based on the fact that they returned. Well, right now, Bray and Eric Rowan seem to be a better team than most of these teams on this roster. So. Hey, if they're a team, cool. And I can't wait for Luke Harper to come back because that is a legit team. American mm-hmm. Alpha and Luke Harper and Eric Rowan, I can take those two anchoring things. Right. Now, you know, we got that unfortunate news that we will we'll talk about later about Shelton. We'll talk about it right now. Shelton Benjamin not coming back to SmackDown so quick. That's, yeah. that, that hurts. Yeah, and that might be it. I mean, I don't think he – I mean, rotator cuffs are tricky things like knees, and you got to be very gentle with them. And at his age, it's going to be probably a year. I, it might not be a year. Well, yeah, it might be a year because that's what – that's the timetable that Sami Zayn and Hideo Itami looked, looked at. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, that's a bummer. That really is a bummer because I was looking forward to that. Eva Marie, <laughs> Eva Marie came out. This is the greatest goddamn thing on television right now. Not, Eva not Marie. Only, yeah, not only that, they heightened it this week, which was phenomenal. Yeah. So Eva Marie comes out, and she does her full entrance. And before her and Becky Lynch can get in or start the match, she's a wardrobe malfunction. Her straps or whatever break, and she's holding it up. I'm sure that will be. All over the internet, even though it was absolutely planned, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. Becky Lynch was laughing at her until she realized she wasn't going to get to wrestle, Jeff. Yeah, and I liked Becky's promo here. I did, for the most part. It's still a little too histrionic for my taste, Becky being Becky. But, you know, I, it, it, was, it was a strong, I came here to fight. I'm not leaving till I get a fight. And she got a fight. She sure did, and some terrible camera work too, which I'll, I will talk about. Um, I did not like Becky Lynch screaming "straight fire." Yeah, super no. dorky. No, She's in the middle of a match, out. she she yeah, she needs to cut that out in the the jiggling like a flame crap that she did a couple weeks ago. She needs to stop that. Just be a good wrestler, and you'll be fine, Becky. Trust us. People like you. And I love Becky Lynch, but maybe take about seven fewer steps to get across the ring. <laughs> It's about seven is all I need you to do. Just shorten that up by about seven. 
Um, Alexa Bliss answered this this challenge. She has improved so much over the past six to eight months. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not like the production here. They complete they missed her 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 finish. They didn't miss it, but it was it was a close up shot of her flying through the air. And I'm like, why why would you not do a wide shot for that? Why, that is an impressive move. Show it off. Agreed, but uh, in terms of the booking, I thought it was strong. I mean, Becky can take a loss here, and oh, yeah. you need to introduce and you need to introduce Alexa Strong here because this is another division with a stunning lack of depth when you look at it. So, you know, it was fine. Alexa, Alexa, I think gets potatoed in every match somehow. I just uh, her poor nose, but uh, no, I thought this was good. Um, the only detriment I have is once again, Becky is the dumbest is, or is written as the dumbest person on earth. How many, how many times has she been distracted by music or by something? <laughs> and she's supposed to be focused in the ring. Can, can we at least treat? She, needs, she should wear earplugs while she wrestles. Well, let's treat the audience as smart people and let's treat the actors as smart people for, for a while to give them some in-ring credibility maybe so that you know it's like it's like shining something shiny in front of a dog huh what's that you know it, it no just have them be professional athletes who are focused on things yeah even marie distracted her came out we had the entrance where where her voiceover <laughs> guy said eva yes. marie is ready to compete i loved it <laughs> I love it. Now yeah. she now she's ready to compete. That that's I want him three times next week. I want I want one stop goes back comes out. Now she's ready to compete. No, no, really. This time, this time I mean it. This is Eva Marie's. <laughs> just just continue this bit because I don't know. I mean, it, it she's an odd one because her social media is all concentrated on this outside business venture of getting her clothing line started. So she may not be long for the WWE. She may just be doing this for the money for a very short time. Somebody asks me who uh, The Rock's uh, Instagram rant was directed towards. Uh, Vin Diesel. Directed towards Vin Diesel. Apparently they worked it out, though. Huh? Yeah, he did this rant talking about how if you see him in Fast and the Furious 8, which I probably won't watch, uh, and he looked like he wanted to hit somebody, he probably really did or something of that nature, and it was directed towards Vin Diesel. Hmm. Would not have been good for for Vin Diesel. He's He's the money of that franchise. (laughs) Yeah. Either way, uh, Alexa Bliss won. I like this segment. I thought it got Eva Marie over. I think it furthered the Becky Lynch thing. I don't think it, you know, Becky's at the point she can't be hurt. She's still yeah. the top person, uh, top female on that brand. And it got Alexa Bliss over a little bit. So cool. We had a frigging hilarious segment with the Miz and Maurice on the SmackDown Live table. Did you see this? Oh, yeah. it was great. It was absolutely great. I, I'm loving this whole. Ms. Maurice, Jimmy Garvin, circa 1985 yeah. type gimmick that they're doing here. And, and just, you know, this is another bit that really needs some good heightening in it. I mean, just, it, it's fantastic. And, and poor Renee trying to keep journalistic integrity and stay in, stay in the shot as well, which is great. But no, this, this was fantastic stuff. Yeah, this was great. I love them. They're working very well together. Uh, Randy Orton versus Alberto Del Rio. Thought this was a fine match. Uh, Randy ended up winning via DQ when Del Rio grabbed a steel chair. 
blasted Orton with it. Uh, Del Rio went after the shoulder of Orton. Orton hit an RKO. Got a big pop for that too. What do you think of this? I mean, they're they're trying kind of treading water because Randy Orton has to do something while waiting on Brock Lesnar. Also, I'll say. That RKO out of nowhere on Lesnar, I do those YouTube rankings on Fightful.com. Apparently the only place that does it now. Mm. Last week, the, the the RKO out of nowhere did like 5 million views, which is usually – it's like twice as much as anything usually does. And then the following night, they did like 2.7 million, which is still a whole lot, the, the most on the show by far. People are into this Randy Orton, Brock Lesnar stuff, Jeff. Oh, yeah, and they're into the RKO out of nowhere, especially uh... – Especially to use it in GIF format of some kind, if they could get that back. But uh, I, I enjoy that. I, I, you know, Del Rio is still, you say paint by numbers, this guy is phoning it in for a paycheck right now still, in, in my estimation, just nothing. Uh, the, the backstage promo to precede this, uh, that was cringeworthy dialogue. I thought, but uh, the match itself was fine. I, I don't know why you need to protect Del Rio by giving by having him be DQ'd and not just getting him pinned. But other than that, no qualms. Yeah, I mean uh, Del Rio, and if he leaves, that's another hit to SmackDown. Even well, I can't say that uh, they're, not doing, they're not doing anything with him. Uh, but what you would think that they would do with a guy like Del Rio when you have half the roster? He, he's a guy. A you know what he is? He's the, he's the heel Dolph Ziggler at this point before yeah. Dolph got this got this program. He's the guy they can bring out. They tout him as a world champ. He's Sheamus for the SmackDown brand. He's a guy that they can tout as a former champion to give him some credibility, but nobody buys that he has any credibility. Yeah, that's absolutely right. I did like that they played up. Morrow, in particular, played up Del Rio's MMA background and cited, you know, this is a guy who's got MMA training. This could be a preview of what we see against – uh, with Randy Orton taking on Brock Lesnar. I love that he put a storyline within the storyline there. Really like that. Let me, ask, let me ask you something. You've seen the video of the Crow Cop, uh, Dos Caros. Uh, oh, of course. Does, does Del Rio take a dive there? Or no, does he I've actually asked, get hit? So here's the way that I always heard that that stuff worked out. In Pride, the worked fights, apparently the only people who didn't know they were worked were the people who were going to win. Like, so if Crow Cop would have been given, you know, given a fixed fight, he wouldn't have known about it. And uh, Del Rio would have. Now, Chael Sonnen has actually uh, spoken about this before, and Del Rio has vehemently denied it. And I feel like at this point, he would have admitted it. That was absolutely not a dive. He got knocked out. In fact, I seem to remember one time when somebody asked if he did take a dive, he say, I think he said something like, I wish I would have. Yeah, I, I remember that. Dead. But it look, but it looks like that last shot didn't didn't connect, which is it always seems odd to me. But you know what? I can I can go either way. I just wanted to bring that up. Oh, he, no, he got knocked dead. They were okay. uh, apparently they were pretty scared by that because I don't know if they allowed people to fight in masks after that. But I, I could be wrong. Mm. Rhino backstage with Heath Slater. <laughs> <laughs> Heath Slater. Oh. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. This SmackDown, like the the people out of the main event scene, are pretty damn good outside of this tag team division. Their comedy is much better than Raw's comedy. Oh yeah, and it's so because the the best thing about this was that Heath Slater, and I say this from a man who quote unquote teaches comedy from time to time. 
that Heath Slater played this totally straight without doing the, the Jericho thing of, of backing off of the kids. It's two. Nope. It's four. And he didn't stumble after that. It was just, Nope, it's four now. Seven. Okay. I, I, I loved it. It was, it was great. Everything, both, both these bits backstage, the before and the after the match thing, Heath Slater was phenomenal. And, uh, and I love that T-shirt. I do. <laughs> so uh, he also talked about how he had a pool <laughs> that he had to pay for, and he tried to get <laughs> Rhino to take a dive. Uh, he tried to take get uh, Rhino to take a dive, and Rhino says, "Rhino says I won an election. I have constituents that I have to impress." Then he said, "What kind of pool do you have?" And he Slater goes, "It's a very nice above ground pool." And Rhino said, "Sorry, can't do it." <laughs> <laughs> how, how, is, how is rhino going to appeal to his poor constituents by only a transform your home in one weekend with paint from the arts get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color dutch boys duraclean interior paint and primer in one offers stay clean technology making your home stay beautiful and clean longer and with dutch boys easy opening smooth pouring container transforming your home has never been easier save big money on dutch boy paints and head into menards to get your paint project started today save big money at menards appealing to the in-ground pool types in michigan when it's cold oh half man. the year how dare you well, some of the water in that pool might be safer to drink than some of the water in Michigan at this point. So he was probably looking to supply some some residents at, at that stage. <laughs> uh, by the way, Rhino beat Heath Slater. Yeah. But Heath Slater continues to be gold. Backstage, Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon are discussing giving him a contract. And he Daniel great Bryan, heart, great fire. Yeah. Yeah. He said Daniel Bryan says that he embodies the spirit of the blue brand. And Heath Slater not knowing this, comes in and talks himself out of a contract. I mm-hmm. love this storyline, Jeff. Yeah, I, and I hope he shows up in Evolve next. Doesn't show up on SmackDown or Raw, just shows up on Evolve or NXT unannounced at some point next. And just continue this bit as well, because it, it's great. It's, it's so good. <laughs> and even all, all Shane had to do was just close that folder, and it would have been a perfect comedy segment, so to speak. Carmella has been turned into Oh, wait, a, one, one other thing. David Otunga's commentary during this match, bringing in the whole Nexus storyline, yeah. I thought it was really, really good. That, that, was, I did that, too. Was Otunga's strong, that was Otunga's strongest stuff of the uh, two hours. I, I'll say, I don't think he's terrible. Like, I think he no. is passable. I think he's absolutely passable, and I'm, I'm hoping that he only gets better. Now, that, that's not always the case, because like with JBL, he started off really good and got really bad. Well, JBL got bad when they, they made him the overbearing heel slash voice of Vince type of thing. Yeah. When he was being himself, he was fine. The thing with Otunga is they don't know what they want him to be just yet. And he's just trying to be kind of – he's Byron Saxton, but more entertaining, which is a positive. But at the same time, they don't know if they want him to be a face or a heel or to be entertaining or to add actual information. So they need to nail down his role in this three-man booth. I saw tonight, and I, I, but I, I wasn't even going to going to reply to it because it's so ridiculous. But I'll bring it up on here because it is ridiculous. Okay. Somebody called David Otunga a loser at life on Twitter today. Uh, how dare you? First off, yeah. 
married to an Oscar, married to an Oscar winner, Harvard Law graduate, has a day job in legal that probably pays really good money in addition to being on TV during the week. Didn't uh, he work for like? Uh, didn't he work for like a political channel too? I'm pretty uh, sure. Yeah, I believe so. I uh, believe former that, tag yeah. team champion with one John Cena. Um, okay. Yeah, this guy gets paid to not take bumps now. Work one anybody, day a week. Anybody will tell you that's the smart paycheck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. David Otunga very much won at life, that guy. Mm, yes. How dare you? Ridiculous. Carmella versus Natalia. They have turned Carmella into a hood rat phone sex operator, I think. I think that she is... Ready to go is what she says. I'm not touching that. Continue. Well, you wouldn't be able to if she's a phone sex operator. Oh, jeez. <laughs> she is so much better than that. She really is. Oh, she's better than this gimmick. And the thing is, they're doing the same. Again, we, we mentioned this last week. They're doing the same gimmick as NXT, but without all the things that made her popular connecting her to Enzo and Cass. She either needs so, to be all in on the Enzo and Cass thing or all or out, out on the Enzo and Cass. Out, yeah. let, her, let her be the hairdresser again. I don't care. Yeah. Let, her, let her be backstage doing Natalia's hair and gives her a shitty do or something. I don't know. Anything but this. Uh, Carmella's still, you know, green in the ring. We knew that. I like her finish. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, it's, it's impressive. And getting the win over Natty gives her credibility to the people who have never seen her. So, I had, again, sure. they did her and Alexa Bliss big favors on this show today. They did. Anna you're not going to hear me. You're not going to hear me complaining a lot about Natalia losing at this stage because it's happened for years. So mm. you got to do you know it. She, hold sure. on. Did you know she's a heart member of the heart family and a survivor Nat- of the heart dungeon? Natalia. I, yeah. That's news to me. Mm. Huh. They should mention that on TV. Yeah, you know, occasionally just bring it up. You know, in passing. They should. They should. Yeah, Carmella's still got some improvement in in the ring to do, but. The, you know, the, the benefit of having some of these green women on SmackDown is it's a two-hour show. The matches are going to be shorter, and it's understandable, which, I mean, I don't know. Dana Brooke was in there for two and a half minutes on Raw, so they can do it whatever they want. We get AJ Styles versus John Cena preview. Were either of these guys on the show tonight? No, because they were at the uh, Raw um, previous uh, night, although, although Bray was there also, so... Maybe John had something to do, and they just decided not to keep that. Yeah, it, it. You know what? Again, it's a very solid SmackDown for not having those two top guys on there. Yeah, yeah. What do we have next? Oh, Baron Corbin beating the crap out of Kalisto. I like this. This this mm-hmm. reminded me. I don't want to compare it to the Attitude Era, but you'd get stuff like this in the Attitude Era where it would just cut backstage. Baron Corbin's beating the living shit out of Kalisto, and he say, he had a reason. You cost me the Intercontinental Championship with your good lucha thing, so I'm going to beat the crap out of you for it. I like this. Yeah, I, 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 I'd much rather have a more organic tagline than the this is than the exposition. This is because you beat me on SmackDown. Just stay out of my way next time and just leave. But no, I, I'm I'm fine with him beating up people. That's his character. I'm going to look at the main event tapings. Sinkara over Jinder Mahal. Kane defeated a local wrestler. Hmm. Because they had uh, they had Jinder Mahal and uh, Swa- and Swagger on the uh, main event 
or on the Superstars tapings on Monday as well, because Sami Zayn was on Superstars for some inexplicable reason. Jinder Mahal has lost two matches. He's, he's already on Superstars and main event. Mm-hmm. What was the point, Jeff? To make, to make Heath Slater look like a goof? You could have done that with Ty Dillinger. You could have had Ty Dillinger up doing what Jinder Mahal is doing, putting on better matches, and just you know throwing a guy a bone for the love of God. Oh, you could have had any number of guys. You could have had cruiserweights who are no longer in the tournament up here. Bull Dempsey would have been better in that spot, and I am not a fan of Bull Dempsey. I'll say mm-hmm. that. Maybe I'm going a little too far on that. I think I did. Don't want to put my foot in my mouth. I'll take Bull over Blaker Murphy. I don't know about that. Uh, which is the Australian one? I don't. He's care. not bad. They both. I, I. I say this. I saw. I think I've seen them live, and they both look like they train like it's still 2006. Like they have to be as big as they can possibly get, and I don't mm. think they need to be. No. Dean Ambrose and Dolph. What was okay. that? Sorry. I was going to say, I just don't think they have much charisma as a team. Or oh, they, they don't. But you throw them on SmackDown, and they're, they're, they fit they're number right two. in. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're probably number three behind the Usos. Men know Brizongo. <laughs> Brizongo. I like Brizongo, but they're, they're not on this damn show either. Nope. It's weird. Why don't you use the assets in which you have? I don't know. Dolph Ziggler and Dean Ambrose against Wyatt and Rowan. Uh, Ziggler ends up getting a super kick for the win, but Ambrose hits Dirty Deeds to close the match. Is Wyatt going to do anything at SummerSlam? Are they going to turn this into a triple threat? Where do you see this going? You know what? I could see him interfering on be- and, and costing Ziggler the match. I could. I hope not. I'd like to see that be kind of a clean set-aside finish there's something about that promo between Rowan and, and Bray that makes me think that Bray's going to turn on Rowan pre-SummerSlam. That wouldn't be the worst thing. Because- it's just It was just weird. You need to die for me. And then, of course, it was just a regular match. It wasn't anything, you know, more violent or up the ante. Yeah. But it's almost like that. It's almost like that Bubba Ray, Devon kind of stare seemed to indicate something more than it was that that promo indicated something a little bit more than it than normal sure so that was smackdown we have plenty of time to talk suicide squad but i'll mention <laughs> uh, a little a little mma news uh frank mir brock lesnar leoto machida john jones all dropped from ufc rankings this is important because jeff one antonio bigfoot silva is now a top 10 ufc heavyweight he has won one of his last seven fights he needs to retire. He, he can't do the, the TRT anymore. And the TRT. He him another fight. No, he wanted another fight. It's just, it's, it's unreal because this is a guy who should have gotten an exemption. He needs it for his health. His yes. thyroid doesn't produce anything. So let's, or it's producing too much. I can't remember which way it is. But no, this is a guy who needed TRT. And ever since he's been off of it, he's looked like he's, you or I have better defense at times than he does. Yeah. You and, you probably definitely. If if he well, I can't really hold my my hands up very well. That's one of the reasons I don't train a lot of striking these days. Car accident kind of messed up my shoulders. So you probably have better striking defense than me. But okay. uh, the thing is, if UFC had cut Bigfoot Silva, 
they'd probably give him a chance to win a couple fights because if he were to go over to Japan in that Ryzen Openweight GP and he were able to take TRT because they ain't testing over there, yeah, guys. He'd be better off. Yeah, he'd be much better off. He might get paid more. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And he might win the whole damn thing. Who knows? But who knows? You know, if they release Chad Mendez, he might go over there and win the whole thing. So... You, he could probably just, be, you know what? Chad Mendes could probably beat Bigfoot Silva. He might be able to. I would love to see freak show stuff like that. <laughs> I really would. Also, guys, check out Alex Palowski's uncooked raw reaction. I always say this: you all can get a recap anywhere. You can only get Alex's live coverage and recaps at Fightful.com. We always want to bring you something a little bit different because, like I said, you can go absolutely anywhere to get raw recaps and stuff like that. But you can only go to Fightful for for some stuff like that. If there is Twitter beef, we cover it. We love covering that stuff. It's our favorite. It's our uh, fighting word segment. So uh, check that out. We also bring you the Raw, SmackDown, Cruiserweight Classic, TNA, uh, NXT YouTube rankings every week. That's a unique way to look at what segments really attract eyeballs because people can select one individual segment and check that out. Other than that, not a whole lot of news. Not a whole lot of news this week. We got the Olympics, Olympic boxing. Carlos Toro's covering that. Bunch of boxers uh, facing sexual assault charges. Marcos Maidana retired from boxing. He's going to have a story on that tomorrow. Carlos will. Showdown Joe will be with me tomorrow night to talk all kinds of stuff. He's also got a column coming up. That'll be on our members-only section, so register for free. We're giving it to you for the price of on the house. Let me pose this question to you. Ryback ends up in TNA, doesn't he? I hope he does. That's a guy that seems like the indie circuit wouldn't be for him. He'd want the steady paycheck. I, you know so what? I bet. I bet he could go to PWG and light it up. I really do think he could with the with an opponent like a small opponent. Look, I bet I, you. Somebody could no, get a great know, match out of him. They would put him – I mean, look, he'd be loved by the PWG crowd for that first match at least because Brian Hawkins was also until yeah. he stung up the joint. They'd put him in you with mean, a Brian Cage. They'd put him in with Cage or Michael Well, Hogan. here's the thing. He would dwarf Brian Cage. And yeah. that might – people would look at Brian Cage maybe a little bit different because – well, I mean, if you all just looked at FCW pictures of Brian Cage, you'd probably look at him different because – that's a guy who ain't passing a wellness test, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to see broken Matt Hardy with Ryborg. <laughs> I would love to see that. He'd also probably, you know, do fairly well in Japan too. Yeah, you know, that's the kind of guy that used to be uh, used to go on those tours when all Japan was big, and you know, even the mid nineties, New Japan. So, guys, I'm going to ask you in the comment section, do you want us to talk about Suicide Squad? If you do, we will talk about it for a few minutes because mm. we have we have quite a bit of time left. But, yeah, I'm open. I think Ryback's going to do very well. He's He launched his new website. I think he did. It was supposed to yesterday, but I don't know if it launched yet. Yeah, it did. And he says he's going to wrestle a full schedule. He's not going to have any trouble getting bookings. This no. Guy. He, he's, on, he's on the post-WWE high, but – I just don't think wrestling in like high school gymnasiums is going to be his thing. I don't either. This is a guy who had, you know, had a pretty good, really good push 
And his pay-per-view numbers did really good with CM Punk back when pay-per-view was still a thing. And a lot of people thought that he got that shot more early. Now people say don't spoil Suicide Squad. I'm not. Gonna, we're not going to spoil anything. I'm not going to. Spo- I'm not going to spoil it. I, I will. Yeah. I could break it down. But uh, uh, going I'll, back I'll to just, the wrestling. Going back to the wrestling this. before 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 we move on to that. Let let me let's finish okay. the Ryback point. For me, the difference between him and Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes wants to be seen as a good technical wrestler, much like the old school guys that he grew up watching his dad wrestle in the NWA. Ryback would, I think doesn't mind being a good wrestler, but I think being a star or being a presence is more important to him than his quote unquote, than, than, than popping, you know, Dave Meltzer and five-star ratings or anything of that nature. Sure. Absolutely. Okay. Wade Barrett said in an interview that the league of nations was put together to help Roman Reigns. Well, that didn't help anybody. So bad call there. Yes. This suicide squad thing. I'll keep it to like a minute or two. Mm Mm-hmm. I thought it was a crappy, cliche, corny movie with three good char- four good characters because the security guard was hilarious in everything he does. Like Baron Holtz, yeah, he's great. He's great. Um, I saw everything coming right down to right down to one of the final lines. They tried really hard to reinforce the fact that that crocodile is black. Holy crap! <laughs> almost to an offensive, insulting level. Whether it was DC or the filmmakers playing up the stereotypes, I don't care. It was almost offensive to, to a degree. I feel like somewhere deep down there was a good movie, but it if you eliminate like all the characters except for two or three of them, it probably shines through. I don't buy all the excuses that people are giving me. Oh, wait till the director's cut comes out. Oh, well, they deleted a bunch of scenes. Well, they did re- – doesn't matter. You can add all the scenes you want. It's not going to make it a good movie. Jeff, I understand that you once pitched this movie. I did. Uh, back in 1996, when I was a very young, young man out here in Los Angeles, and I still had some writing clout, I, Suicide Squad is my favorite comic book of all time. The, the John Ostrander 1987 started run. And I pitched this series, or I pitched this as a movie to Warner Brothers. And they passed on it because at that time, Clooney Batman was killing comic book movies, and they, they had no interest in a franchise, especially a franchise of characters that nobody knew. And granted, I did not have Harley Quinn in my squad either. Harley Quinn was not a part of the Ostrander squad, and I had been in contact with John Ostrander uh, about this. But I'm not going to go into character things. I'm just going to stick to the movie, so to speak. But I wanted this I, – I didn't – I don't like David Ayer as a director – because Fury was crap. If, if you've seen Fury, it was garbage. He's been living off the training day script for a while. I th- just think he has bad or immature instincts as a filmmaker. So I'm going to stick to the movie. I wanted it to succeed because I love Suicide Squad. I have a bunch of Suicide Squad swag in my apartment right now. Well, it has succeeded. Yes, it, it was number one in the nation. This movie, the problem with this movie was it wanted to be three different movies in one. And then it, and it, and it eschewed character in favor of it because these characters, the heart of the, of any of these kind of guys on a movie or, you know, your, your, your bad guys on a movie is to watch them interact with each other to find the levels of bad within one another. So you didn't have much going with Captain Boomerang or Deadshot interacting with each other. And so they never became really fleshed out characters and wanted to be the guys on a mission movie and wanted to be Ghostbusters, the first one. And it wanted to be a political intrigue movie, and it failed on all these. And, and on the other side of it, the on-the-nose music cues for that first hour 
drove me insane. You had everything was a music video with an on the nose music cue from the first five seconds when you're in Louisiana and the animals house of the rising sun is coming up. That's a term in filmmaking called Mickey mousing where you're having the music illustrate what's going on on screen. And I'm with a, a guy who directs small independent horror movies and he's just being driven nuts by it. But this whole thing was a mess when it should have been just kind of a straight ahead mission movie and you could have saved the other movie the what i call the ghostbusters movie and you'll understand that if you go see it they could have saved that for the sequel this is why it is a real benefit to have you on and somebody says somebody says harley quinn was hot though okay yeah sure yeah then you're looking for an excuse they go watch you're- wolf of wall street which doesn't suck yeah. Yeah, you're looking for – I mean, I've, I've had a lot of these people. Oh, I didn't think it was a bad. Harley was really good. Harley is a favorite to the DC Universe fanboys. I get it. But her presence in any project – and for me, I don't like the character personally for a number of reasons I could go into. She overpowers the movie. So people want – this was not a Suicide Squad movie. People wanted to see Harley Quinn pretty much. Yeah. Oddly and enough, then- Will Smith was pretty good. The casting here – was pretty darn good, especially Jai Courtney as Captain Boomerang. I thought Will Smith wasn't too bad in a reimagined version of Deadshot. I thought Margot Robbie was a pretty good choice to play Harley Quinn. It was just they weren't given anything to do except for uh, Jay Hernandez as as El Diablo. This really should have been like Harley and Deadshot versus the world or something besides Suicide should, Squad. You know, yeah, you know what I, this should have been? It could have been very good. What? There should have been a first mission where they just kill a bunch of bad guys and they have the enchantress on the team and then what happens happens. But instead it was it was it was all just kind of wrapped up into itself and flashbacks. It just just tell the straight ahead story like yeah. the first event like the first Avengers movie, get the mission out of the way, kill off a couple of characters that you don't need and then and then go on to the more intriguing inter team or whatever the hell mission is next that has much deeper subplots to it and what's going on now that the squad's been established but you need to establish that squad first i agree i wish see i wish i did a a non-wrestling non-mma podcast so i could talk about this stuff but i don't have any damn days free where i can do that but maybe in the future because i've had people asking about that if i'll do a non-wrestling podcast i don't know if i'm contractually allowed to really but Mm. Don't know, don't know what what that situation is. I should probably ask before. But I'll, I go. Put, it, I'll put it to you this way: I'll I'll, I'll tie it into wrestling. It drives uh-huh. me nuts because the WWE does this kind of writing all the time, where yeah. they're where they're where they have these shallow one note characters that they don't give any depth to, and they assume that that's going to be the thing that gets them by in a story, and it doesn't. You need to have some depth to each of those. Oh, uh, you know, and this was big pre-attitude era when they were bringing up all those guys like the goon and T.L. Hopper. Oh, he's a plumber. He's this. He's that. They do that with the marketing buzzwords of Roman Reigns, and, and you know, they're, they're looking for a catchphrase, a gimmick, and they're hoping that that will get them by. And it's not. Depth of character will get you by. You create the characters, you drop them in, and then story happens. Instead, they get story, and they look for catchphrases to drop in there. King of Indie style on Twitter, when I talking about the croc, uh, the, the racial stereotype, I was shocked E-E-T. croc wasn't tearing apart KFC. Yeah, that's how bad it was. Yeah. They really wanted you to know that, that Crocodile And that actor is so good. He is so good in everything he's in. That's the guy who plays Mr. Echo on Lost. If you ever watched Oz, he played Adabisi 
on that. He is he is really good at those types of roles, and and Croc is a great character to play. They just you know they just made him a bad stereotype. If you want a good Suicide Squad movie. Or, or TV show, go watch the episode of Justice League Unlimited called Task Force X, or go get the Batman Assault on Arkham movie on DVD. Those are both really, really good. Over 600 and I think 50 comments in our <laughs> SmackDown viewing party, at least. There are quite a few on our podcast as well, but uh, if you guys... Shut up about the comic books and talk wrestling, you geeks! Yeah, if, if uh, you guys ever just want to hang out during Monday Night Raw, SmackDown. I can't wait for the UFC 202 viewing party. Come here. We're covering it all. Boxing, MMA, wrestling. We want to become the premier crossover website, period. That's why we've we've got insiders like Vince Russo, Showdown Joe. I've got, I've got people uh, feeding me information from UFC, Bellator, TNA, WWE, all kinds of cool stuff, guys. Uh, I'm back tomorrow night with Showdown Joe. We're going to talk lots of MMA. I'm going to talk some pro wrestling. Shit always goes down on Wednesday, guys. We, we want to bring this to you in a, in a professional manner, but we don't want you to be bored to tears either. There's nothing wrong with being a little entertaining mm. while you deliver the news, I think. I hope to someday be a little entertaining on this show. You're, you're very entertaining, Jeff. <laughs> but, guys, please share the website, Reddit, uh, Twitter, Facebook, everything like that. Uh, your 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 support is very important to us. We do have our RSS feed set up, so our stories automatically post to our Facebook at Fightful Online and our Twitter at Fightful Online. Go and follow those. So every time we get a story published, now you won't have to wait maybe forty five minutes to an hour to see one of us manually post it. It goes up there automatically now, and we are posting updates all day and night. I'm talking like all the time. We have stuff going up. A lot of people assume because we're a new site that the content, we're, we're not that heavy on content. Oh, no. Dozens of stories a day. Uh, the smaller stories we put into what we call fight size updates. That way you don't have to click seven or eight different things. And then you're like, why did I waste my time doing that? Ultimately, you know, clicks are important to us, but we don't want to disenfranchise the people that support us as well. So definitely check that out. Lots of cool stuff up on Fightful.com. We've got a lot of cool features that not everybody have. Jeff, why don't you tell these people about Shake Dem Ropes? Yeah, Shake Dem Ropes tomorrow. Uh, myself and Rob McCarron, who co-hosts Raw with or the Raw After Show with the lovely Sean Ross Sapper, back. Uh, we have a guest tomorrow as well. We have uh, independent wrestling promoter and AfterBuzz TV host Christian Rosenberg uh joining us to talk some wrestling our top 100 match to see before you die on the wwe network will be a flashback to the greatest possibly the greatest royal rumble of all time the 1992 royal rumble which coronated rick flair as a real heavyweight champion and so that will drop tomorrow you can uh, catch us on um itunes at shake them ropes uh please leave a review as always we always appreciate it thanks Someone says that they want to see Jeff shake more than just the ropes. Uh, truffle, truffle. <laughs> oh, God. Um, <laughs> guys, this week I have a ton of stories coming out of that exclusive Chael Sonnen interview. Register at Fightful.com. Absolutely free. You get full access to uh, the exclusive full audio of that. He's my guest on Wikipedia, true or false this week. Lots of fun stuff there. I have another uh, great great 
Wikipedia true or false guest coming up soon. Uh, you'll also get access to the Vince Russo podcast live and days before YouTube if you register for free at Fightful.com. Jeff, is there anything you want to leave these people with before we go? Bro, go sign up for the uh, for the website, bro. Do it, guys. <laughs> Do it, guys. Thank you all so much for supporting us. Visit draftbeast.com up there. There you go. Click that on it link on our podcast page. It really helps us keep these shows free. Thank you guys so much. I am back tomorrow night with Showdown Joe. Even if you don't like MMA, I highly encourage you to check out my shows with Showdown Joe because that guy, he's one of the best in the business. Nominated for 2009 Journalist of the Year by FightersOnly.com. I think it's FightersOnly Magazine, not FightersOnly.com, for the World MMA Awards. So check that out, guys. Until next time, we are out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.